I want to tell you about a movie that Stu refuses to see. I do? Yeah, I mean, well, I've heard, I've heard, you know, you're in it, so that, right. that was I my play first. a very small role. In That's it. true. I've heard the rest of the movie is very good. It is. It is, actually. Yeah. I do kind of throw it off. <laughs> no, okay. it's, I've but, heard that. But uh, uh, what is it? Are you, are you uh, a devil worshiper? Are you... Well, if I was a devil worshiper, I might want to go see this movie. It's a portrayal, right, of, of, of a demon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe it would be interesting to me if I was a devil worshiper. Have you seen it? I have seen oh, it. Oh, so maybe you're the devil worshiper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go see uh, Nefarious, uh, written by our friend and uh, uh, Steve Dace. It, it was a book that he released a few uh, years ago. It's kind of a modern, updated uh, C.S. Lewis screw tape letters. Uh, it's called Nefarious. Just released in theaters. Buy your tickets at whoisnefarious.com. Whoisnefarious.com. All right. Glenn Greenwald. A million questions for him. Coming up next. Disturbing story that you might not have heard that has uh, come out about the Biden administration. The Department of Justice just charged four members of the African People's Socialist Party. So this is, I'm just assuming a, you know, a leftist, you know, BLM style that I have nothing in common with kind of group. Okay, what were they arrested for? for conspiring to act as agents of Russia by using speech and political actions in the way the DOJ says is uh, weaponized. Wait, 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 what? They're from Florida and Missouri. They were doing the bidding, according to the DOJ, of Russia by standing against the uh, Ukrainian war and Ukraine itself, how ex- exactly how when did we become the Soviet Union? When did that? When did we start for an opinion? Every single person in this audience should be standing with these people. We don't agree with them. I, I assume we don't agree with anything. I don't mean to assume your position, but. Uh, we all should agree on freedom of speech. Glenn Greenwald joins me on that and many other things coming up in just a second. First, let me tell you about LifeLock. Might be a hard thing to face, but the simple truth is there are a lot of people out there who are both willing and able to steal from you. We've had cybercrime now for a long time, but with uh, AI chatbots, it's uh, the AI bots are going to change everything good and bad and you're going to see now cybercrime go into the double digits easily 
you're going to need somebody that is watching your back. And also, because you're not going to be able to keep up with it, nobody is, uh, has a restoration team in case something does hack into your information. No one can prevent all identity threats, especially what's coming. But join now. LifeLock by Norton is there to protect what's yours. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 25% off. Let's go to uh, Glenn Greenwald now. Hello, Glenn. How are you? Hey, Glenn. Great to be with you. Thank you. Um, can, look, can we start with the uh, U.S. citizens that were charged with conspiring to uh, uh, to help Russia and hurt Ukraine? Yeah, absolutely. So it's an, I find it to be a, a quite, quite shocking indictment, and I think we have to realize it's part of this broader context that the Biden Justice Department, even before January 6th, when they were still in the transition, announced that a priority of theirs was a domestic war on terror to take all the tools that were used, that were used in the original war on terror against ISIS and al-Qaeda and repurpose them domestically against domestic enemies, which the U.S. security state now regards as the number one threat to American national security, not a foreign terrorist group, not a foreign government, but American dissidents. And sometimes they're on the left, oftentimes on the right, but it's the same mindset, which is if you're really opposed to the establishment, meaning not that you support transgender Republicans like Lindsey Graham or Mitt Romney, that's all totally fine, or Democrats like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, that's fine too. Really outside of the establishment uh, orthodoxy, like these four American citizens are, they regard you as a criminal. And this prosecution is brought under a law that says, if you're a foreign agent of a, another country, and in this case, the accusation is Russia, you have to register with the Department of Defense because these four citizens were acting on behalf of Russia when criticizing the Obama administration, when opposing the war in Ukraine, when in, uh, condemning U.S. militarism in general, that they were somehow acting as agents of the Kremlin, even though, Glenn, if you look at these people, these four defendants, they're very easily recognizable. These are true black leftist radicals. They're not the kind that joined the Democratic Party. They come from the tradition of like Marcus Garvey and Fred Hampton. Mm-hmm. The idea that they were saying anything they didn't believe because the Kremlin told them to, which is the requirement of the law, is preposterous and it's designed to criminalize dissent. So where is the press on this? I mean, this is going after the left. With You know, when I saw this the other day, I saw that it's a, a black activist socialist group. I thought, wait, wait, what is happening? Because that's more of a protected group from uh, the Biden administration. This should show that what people like you and I have been saying the whole time. No, no, no. They're, you are a useful idiot. As long as you agree with them, they're fine, but they'll eat you the minute you disagree with them. Exactly. I think this is the key to realize about this faction is this faction is not, say, Al Sharpton or Jamal Bowman or Hakeem Jeffries, the kind of standard mainstream Democratic Party left that the Biden administration obviously loves and is comfortable with. These are real radicals. There used to be a real radical left movement in the United States. Mm-hmm. They were pretty menacing, the things like the Black Panthers. Yeah. They believe in the Second Amendment. They believe in the right to own guns. 
And these are not the kinds of black leftists that Democrats like. These are the ones they hate because they have a lot in common with right-wing populists, actually, about international organizations, about the war in Ukraine, about militarism, about the U.S. security state. They condemn all of that, and they hate Joe Biden. And these are real dissidents, even if you don't agree with them. And that's the problem is this prosecution is designed to criminalize the sense of even if you're on the right, you're their counterparts on the right. This is something that should really alarm you. And again, where is the mainstream press? Why? Why? No. Why is there no defense? Why am I the one, you know, in the you know, more mainstream media that's going, hey, we need to support these guys? Where is where are the defenders of the First Amendment on the left? No, this is the, such a crucial question. I'm so glad you asked it. And I'm also very glad you're covering this as well. In censorship cases, you know, I have to say I report a lot on censorship and free speech. The tactic always is find somebody either on the right or the left yep. who is so dislikable, unlikable that no one wants to defend their rights because you just don't want to get near them. So the first person they ban is Milo Yiannopoulos and then Alex Jones, knowing that even a lot of people on the right don't want to really have anything to do with those people. No mainstream Republican is going to defend Milo Yiannopoulos and Alex Jones. And then all of a sudden you have this precedent that says that anytime they view your views as dangerous, they can ban you from the Internet. And then when it starts coming for the people you are more comfortable with, you have nothing to say because you've allowed this precedent to get implanted. Same here. No Democrat, mainstream Democrat, is going to stand up in defense of these people. Like I said, these are real hardcore black, black radicals. They hate the Democratic Party. And the hope is that allow, you allow this Justice Department prosecution to take place. These are four people. They won't have good lawyers. And now there will be a standard that further empowers the Justice Department to turn into felons anybody who is accused of being a dissident. Let me just say, for the purpose of accuracy, they found, you know, $2,000 here, $500 there, maybe $10,000 over five years that they claim emanated from the Russian government. But the U.S. State Department says that Russia, China, Iran are tyrannical because they count as foreign agents anybody who receives American funding. We fund opposition groups in Russia, China, Iran all the time. And the position of the U.S. government is you're not really a foreign agent unless you're saying things that the government Oh, the foreign government tells you to say, you know, people like lobbyists mm. on K Street who get paid by dictators. These are people who are saying what they believe for decades. They either, they're completely organic, but because they have, you know, a $2,500 check to an event that they organized, they claim nominated from the Russian government. Now they want to turn them into felons. Exactly what we say Russia, China, and Iran does that make them so despotic. So this is actually a chance for the uh, constitutionalist right to actually stand up and make this an issue because we have nothing in common with these people. And I, I don't want anyone silenced, anyone. Um, and this is a chance for us to stand up and do what the press will never do for somebody on the right. They should have stood up with Alex Jones and said, we don't like the guy. We don't like the guy, but he has a right to say what he's going to say. Um, the same thing we should be now doing on this side, because, A, it'll just confuse the hell out of them, and it will show that we we actually have principles behind what we say. You have to have principles behind what you say. Otherwise, what it seems like you're saying, it's just kind of a special pleading for your own allies. 
And I'm really glad to hear, to, you, to hear that because, as you know, as well as anybody, Glenn, it is very common for people on the right to be accused of being Russian agents. That yeah. is probably the go-to accusation by establishment liberals and kind of the never-Trump wing of the Republican Party that accuses everybody who disagrees with them of being a Kremlin agent, of serving the Russian government. And if you now have got to, to, to uh, Biden's Justice Department, expand what that means and allow them to turn you into a felon, not just ruin your reputation or ban you from social media, but prosecute you criminally uh, under federal law, that is an extremely dangerous process, including for lots of people who have different ideologies than these defendants. All right, um, Glenn, I want to talk to you about the, um, the leaker uh, of these top secret documents. Well, let me take a 60 second break and come right back with Glenn Greenwald. Uh, it's finally the end of the day. No more cares, no more worries, nothing left for you to do. Everybody's in bed. Lights have finally gone out over the house and you're lying there with your head on the pillow ready for some sleep and it's not coming. Thankfully, there's Relief Factor Sleep. Just like regular Relief Factor, you can take that for pain. This is Relief Factor Sleep. It's 100% drug-free. It does not whack you out. Um, it, I, I, I've taken melatonin before. I, I can't take any of the sleep stuff because I get up too early and it's just bad. Um, but I take melatonin. It really kind of, I don't know if it was more of my head than the melatonin. didn't seem to work for me all that well. This puts me to sleep and you do not feel it it is all natural feel the difference on your first night try a bottle it's 1995 20 bucks to get the feeling of complete relax uh, relaxment uh, or let relaxation and uh, contentment as you drift away to a good night's sleep unleash the power of great sleep by calling 800 the number four relief 800 the number four relief it's relieffactor.com relief factor sleep 10 seconds, station ID. So let's talk about uh, the Teixeira case, which, it, uh, Glenn, it just there's something wrong with this case. Um, and I know you've been following it. I've been following your, uh, your uh, writings in your, your Twitter feed. Um, I think we agree on a lot of this stuff. Let's start with the actual, um, uh, I, I, you can't even call it hacking, uh, but getting into the system that this 21-year-old kid uh, supposedly did. From every source I have that knows these systems, they say it's impossible for him to get the documents that he had uh, and just and get away with it for as long as he did. Now, if if that's true, uh, then and he did just get him, and he's working by himself. Then there's a bigger issue here. What's broken? And nobody seems to be talking about that. So let's take that one issue. Did he do this alone? Uh, did did he actually was he the guy all by himself? So I'll tell you what I know, and obviously I agree totally. There's a very strange case for so many reasons, um, and I think skepticism is warranted for every claim being made about it. When, you know, I think all of us are kind of inculcated to oppose the idea that people can leak top secret documents from the U.S. government on their own against the law because it seems like an irresponsible thing to do. Theoretically, it could put people in danger. 
if it exposes the names of covert agents and the like. So all of us kind of just immediately when we hear someone leak classified top secret documents and think that doesn't sound like a good thing to do. The problem is twofold. Number one, our government abuses the secrecy powers it has in ways that are impossible to overstate. Yep. Almost everything our government does immediately gets stamped classified, secret, or top secret, which makes it a felony to, for anyone to disclose what our government is doing. When I worked on the Snowden documents, you know, I spent a year and a half going through hundreds of thousands of top secret documents, and the vast majority of them were worthless. They were banal. Right. Things right. even like how do you get a parking credential or ask for vacation days got marked secret and therefore yep. was illegal to leak. The other thing is over a million people have access to the most basic kind of classified material. The same classification that he had. The same, the same authority he had and nothing more. Millions. Right? Millions. So, so how, how can we even call these documents secret when you're making them available to a million or two million people who work, you know, not just within our government, but within all those corporations that are joined at the hip to the U.S. military state, like the Allen Hamilton and all those private contractors, Raytheon, General Dynamics, they all have access to this gigantic database of things that are so supposedly so classified. In this case, though, there do seem to be some really sensitive documents that are marked top secret for good reason, including things like showing that Biden has deployed special forces on the ground in Ukraine, despite telling us that he wasn't doing that, that do raise questions of how a 21-year-old in the Massachusetts National Guard could possibly have gained access to these materials and then spent months putting them on the Internet without being detected, given that we all live in a U.S. surveillance state, let alone people who have this kind of a job. It is very mysterious, I agree. Okay, so from what I've been uh, told, uh, to dumb it down for me, they said, imagine a house. He has the front. He has the key to the front door, but everything else is compartmentalized, and you have to have a key to each door inside. You, just because you can get into the front house doesn't mean you can get into the, you know, into the uh, the safe. Uh, doesn't mean you can get into the liquor cabinet or any of the other doors around. He doesn't have any of those uh, codes or classifications to be able to get in to find these documents. And even when you do find them, you kind of or find the doors, as I understand it, you'll have a better understanding. You you can't just mill around and like, hey, here's a whole stack of documents. You kind of have to know where what you're looking for. Is that true or not? Yeah, that's a perfect. Meta- yeah, that's a perfect metaphor. When I say there are you know, more than a million people with access to classified documents, of course, I do not mean that they have access to every classified document, right? So there's not a million people with access to, say, the nuclear codes right. or specific troop movements that the generals in, in Ukraine are helping the Ukrainians engineer. Those are compartmentalized and far fewer people have access to those, the higher you go up in the secrecy or sensitivity level. The issue, though, here is I really question how sensitive these documents actually are. Like I said, they don't contain the names of any covert agents. They, and, if you, and, and, and you have media outlets, the New York Times and the Washington Post, which on the one hand helped expose this kid. They found him. They hunted him down. Yeah, I wanna, I, over the, seat, the do, FBI. Hang on. I want to take this piece by piece. Yeah. We're going to come back to that. So go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So, and so now he's out of the way and they are using this stash of documents. The Washington Post has branded them you know, exclusive, the Discord leaks, and they're going them out every day by doing reporting 
which implicitly means there are things in these documents that are journalistically worthwhile that are in the public interest to know. It's just very odd that they started off being leaked, and now suddenly the, the media outlets closest to the CIA and the Pentagon, the Washington Post and the New York Times, have exclusive control over them and are kind of doling them out in a way that the government seems very comfortable with. It's all about now promoting U.S. narratives as opposed to doing anything that actually exposes incriminating information about the Biden administration. That's what I find out about it. So do you believe this kid acted alone or there was somebody else involved with better uh, access um, that was pushing uh, some sort of a narrative that one, they wanted pushed, somebody wanted pushed, or is he just a just a stupid kid that did this and was like, I just want to be popular with my friends? Yeah, I mean, of course, you know, I, 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 whatever I say is somewhat speculative since I don't actually know, but my view is you would be surprised at how sloppy the U.S. government is with even pretty sensitive secrets. Remember, Edward Snowden was 29 years old when he walked out with a massive archive from the most sensitive agency, which was the NSA. Chelsea Manning was an army private and managed to send to WikiLeaks gigantic amounts of information. And it seems like what he did was photocopy documents that were laying on a table. I would not at all be surprised if there were other people working with him because, again, the way these leaks ended up happening seems to boost the U.S. agenda and not undermine anything the Biden administration is doing. But I also wouldn't be surprised if he was able to do this because the thing our government does with these classified documents is very reckless. Okay. Um, So let's go to, and I've got about, about 90 seconds so we'll just be here one minute we're just going to be able to uh, really kind of ask the question and begin but um i want to talk now about the media it was michael isakoff who i think broke the story of who this kid was right wasn't it Stu? was it isakoff um who isakoff has a long uh story in uh ukraine um and i've never seen the media uh lead the manhunt it, it, they they weren't following. It seemed as though they were leading the manhunt for it. It was very bizarre. Uh, I'd like to get your comments on the media uh, and then the reaction of the government and putting in new spying techniques because of this emergency. Glenn Greenwald joins us in a minute. He is the uh, Intercept co-founder and the host of System Update. You can follow him on a substack, greenwald.substack.com, or G Greenwald on Twitter. Back in just a minute. The Glenn Back Program. Whoever your cell phone carrier is, if they're one of the big guys, I can I can guarantee you two things they're not doing. One, saving you money. Two, donating to any kind of cause that you believe in, or just even lending their voice or just standing their ground and saying, no, you know, we're, we're, we're a business. Um, ditch the big boys. Will you go with a company like Patriot mobile? They are the only Christian conservative wireless provider. They stand for the bill of rights. That's what we have to stand for. What's worth conserving the bill of rights Patriot mobile right now, they work to fight for the bill of rights and they are in our own neighborhoods. 100% U.S.-based customer service team will make a switch easy. 
Um, and you'll also save money and you'll get the same service because they're on the same cell towers. It's patriotmobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Or you can call them. They're waiting for you right now. 878-PATRIOT. 878-PATRIOT. Make sure you use the promo code Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. More with Glenn Greenwald coming up. Glenn Greenwald uh, joins us again. We're talking about uh, the the leaks that came from the uh, Air National Guard guy up in uh, uh, Boston, and I want to turn to the the media and their role in this. First of all, Glenn, kind of unrelated, if you had been lied to uh, and you were an innocent person, you really believed it because they convinced you. If you were, if you had believed the whole Russia stuff and you had heard from all your sources no 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 it's true when you found out that it was not only a lie but they knew it to be a lie would you ever trust those sources again of course not i mean in fact when you know this is like something you learn in journalism 101 is that the highest duty of a journalist is to protect your sources the only time that it's justified not even justified but actually required to expose your sources is when they purposely feed you lies, when they use you to deceive the American people by disseminating lies through your journalism. And yet all of these journalists who work in these big media corporations got constantly used and manipulated to spread outright lies during Russiagate, and they seem happy about it because it achieved the political outcome they wanted, and that's what these journalists are about. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that they're probably being fed the same stuff about this from the same people. Uh, and they seem to, you know, not expose the people who are sources that are um, are lying to them, but instead attack and and do all the work to find the guy who should be protected kind of as a whistleblower. I mean, I don't think he that's what his goal was, but I mean, that's the way it would have been treated before the press would have protected him, not hunted for him. We, as journalists, are really our only job, the reason why there's a press freedom guarantee in the Constitution is because we're supposed to be an adversarial force against the government, against the executive branch and all of its power by bringing transparency to it. So we rely on people like this, regardless sometimes they have bad motives, but they still are the people who allow us to show the American people what the government is really doing. When the government is lying to people, these people enable us to get the proof and show that these are the people we're supposed to cultivate and protect. The last thing you're supposed to do is go on a hunt and use Jeff Bezos' resources at the Washington Post or the Sulzberger families at the New York Times right. to do the FBI's job for them. And yet the, re- the reality is these media corporations serve the U.S. security state above all else. That oh. is their real ideology. They're leftists and liberals on culture war issues, but on these issues, it's the FBI, the CIA, the Pentagon. That's who they serve. So it's not a lack of curiosity. It is just, they're just in the bag. 
it, they that is their main ideology. I okay. mean, all of Russia Gate, which dominated our political culture for four years, came from those agencies. Right. Um, now, uh, the lack of curiosity drives me nuts. The Nord Stream pipeline. How? How? how wait. What? How do we, who, who, how do we know where this leaker is, but we couldn't find out of probably a hundred people who leaked the Dobbs case and there's no curiosity about it. Um, you posted something the other day about Nashville that you had two retainer letters coming from two different uh, attorney firms in Nashville. Their job was to go to the uh, Nashville PD uh, and get the manifesto. They both backed out at the last minute. What what happened there? Yeah, I mean, why don't we have that manifesto showing what really motivated some maniac psychopath to go into a Christian school and murder three young children and three employees of that school when usually in these mass shooting cases, the media loves these manifestos if they get to blame right-wing pundits uh, or activists or journalists. But in this case, there's no interest in this manifesto on the part of the media. So we wanted to sue the FBI and the Tennessee law enforcement authorities to get it. And two major law firms that originally said they would represent us and doing that at the last minute backed out with very sketchy explanations about why there's obviously a lot of political pressure to keep this hidden. So what are you doing about it? Are you finding others to represent you? Yeah, after I, you know, kind of went public and sounded the alarm, there were a couple of uh Firms in Tennessee, not in Nashville, notably, but in the middle of the state, who are very, very good. He said they'd be happy to represent us, and now we've retained them, and we're moving forward with litigation, and we'll see whether we can wrench this document out of their hands. Uh, is that is that normal that you have to fight for, like, a manifesto? Because everybody is like, I don't know if we should publish a manifesto. We don't want to spread it, blah, blah, blah. But I don't remember not being able to get one. Yeah, first of all, law firms are businesses, right? So usually if you call a law firm and you say, hey, I'd like to... Whoops, you there? We lost him. Oh, it's the Biden. They're happy to do it. And yet in this case, you know, they were like, no, uh, we can't. And exactly, usually we see these manifestos, and yet very strangely in this case, because of the politics, it's being hidden instead. This is, uh, with the attorneys, this is not unusual. I, I... Oh, this must be four or five years ago. I had an attorney firm, one of the best in Washington uh, for freedom of speech. uh, And I'd had him for 20 years. We had fought cases together. We were working on a case. They dropped me. Of course, they got a new client. I think it was Google and a couple of others. But they immediately dropped me. And and I'm like, dude, what what's happening? They're like, "Uh, just, uh," you know, and between the lines, (laughs) they were telling me we have other clients that is it's causing us friction to represent you. And I gave him a John Adams speech, but these, these attorneys, what are they doing? You've got to stand up against the power. There doesn't seem to be a lot of spine, even in our attorneys now. I mean, it gets back, you know, I used to be an attorney before I was a journalist and it gets back to what we're talking about at the beginning, which is that, the thing that always drove America was the spirit of dissent. It's like what drove our innovation and creativity, the idea of thinking differently, Correct. of breaking from the pack. Those, that, those values were cherished, and they were protected under the Constitution. And now conformity and the requirement to sort of 
serve these political orthodoxies is so overwhelming and people seem very willing to sub- submit to them because the punishments have been turned up for refusing to do so. I'm talking to the guys at the Daily Wire next hour. Somebody went in and hacked Matt Walsh's uh, email for the last 20 years. I mean, he was 16 20 years ago. Um, and they're saying they're going to, you know, release it all. The entire staff needs uh, private security. Uh, what's happening uh, with the left and how violent everything that the right is accused of uh, is is happening on an almost daily basis. And I, I tell you, Glenn, I think that somebody's uh, some journalist is going to lose their life. And I don't mean journalist like the old school. I think people like you and me and Daily Wire and anybody who's standing up against anything or just for the truth, I, I, I worry about the people that are being wound up. The, the American left, the American liberal left, loves to believe they're the oppressed class, they're the victim, they're the ones who have the power. The reality is that is the hegemonic force in America. The institutions of authority are on their side, and they have such a righteousness as a result that they believe anything and everything they do in pursuit of their political agenda is justified censorship, lying, and even the use of violence, which is why Kamala Harris went to Nashville and didn't even meet with those families because they won't even condemn that person because anything done in the name of fighting the right or conservatism or dissidents, they regard as justified. It's frightening times. Um, Glenn, thank you for all your hard work uh, over the years. And uh, Always great to be with you. Yep, great to Absolutely. be with you. Glenn Greenwald. Um, you know, the in talking about what's happening, because we have uh, Michael Knowles on with us in a few minutes. And, you know, what's happening is you're not forced uh, to look at evidence. You're being forced to comply. They don't ask for a conversation. These things are just introduced overnight, and you better deal with it. So, I mean, who, who knew, in fact, CRT, uh, all of the transgender stuff, all of the, uh, you know, your kids can be taken away from you they, because they want to butcher themselves. All of this stuff happened overnight wasn't a slow drip, drip, drip. It was a slow drip, drip, drip for a long time. And then all of a sudden, the water faucets were open overnight, and we're all like, wait a minute, is this happening? It happened so fast that people in the media got away, at least for a little while, saying, this is just, this is just Republicans making stuff up. That's not happening. Well, yes, it was. And now everybody knows. And they didn't bring it in and say, hey, let's discuss this. It was a demand and an outrageous one. And then when we say no, they accuse us of violence or cancel culture. It's not cancel culture. This is demand culture. They have torn down the statues. They are erasing history. They have... Uh, sullied good people's names. They've given evil people sainthood and saints they call evil. People like Karl Marx, 
He loved the N-word and colonization as much as he hated Jews. What's not to like about the guy? So we vote with our wallet. We're not boycotters. Never have been. The left does. And now with like the Bud Light thing, you can't even vote with your wallet because that makes you a hater. Then what can you do? How can you express yourself? Well, that's the whole point. You can't. They're making demands. They're not asking for a conversation or come together. They're making demands. Today, this is what you will do and you will submit. You will drop to your knees and worship them. So we talked about these black socialists here in Florida were arrested by our DOJ for coming out against the war in Ukraine. Wait a minute, that's freedom of speech. What, what are you talking about? That's not inconsistent for those people. But you have to drop to your knees and worship them. They want you to hand over your children, your marriage, your patriotism, your history, your property, ultimately your life. Here's the difference between those kinds of people and the rest of us. I just want to be left alone. And I want justice and truth and I want all that. But I basically just want, just let me live my life. They want you to vanish from the earth. That's the difference. If they were alone in a room with, say, J.K. Rowling, do you not think that they would tear her limb from limb? Of course they would. Then they would shriek in our direction and accuse us of murder. It's not acceptable. It's not rational. It's not reasonable. And it will fail. Because truth always wins in the end. The only thing we have to do is know the truth, the verifiable truth, and stand by it. Back in a minute. If you haven't picked up your free copy of the Tuttle Twins, learn about the law yet. You really need to. I think it's over maybe tomorrow. They might go another week, but they usually don't. 99% of adults have no idea of the concepts taught in this book. This is a kid's book. Um, The easy way this book lays out a synopsis of some big ideas. You can be a college political science uh, student and and still benefit from this, as well as a 10-year-old. This is so easy and so good. The sale is going to be over with the Tuttle Twins. Learn about the law. It is going to come to an end. I think it is tomorrow. So time is running out. You need to get the book into your kids' hands. It's free. All you pay for is shipping. There is also information on the website on how you can get the adult Bastiat version of this book for just a buck. It's a classic. Everyone should read it. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Today and tomorrow only. Just pay for shipping. Get the book. Learn how you can get the grown-up version for a buck. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
You know, I I, uh, I want to look into those uh, two guys in uh, Florida that have been arrested. They're black nationalist socialists, so they're not on my side at all. Most likely not on your side either. Um, they are, you know, they're Antifa types. However, the DOJ has just gone after them and they are prosecuting them now for felonies, for memes and things they said about Ukraine. Meme felonies? Meme felonies. Is yeah. there a meme felony clause? It's in the I'm Constitution. Not... It is. Yeah. Is it yeah. on the back? Is it invisible It's on the ink? back. You need the special Ben Franklin glasses. Oh, okay. Yeah. Only uh, only Nicolas Cage can read it. Oh, okay. But they brought him in for this case. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, we, we have got to stand for people that we do not agree with. And I want to look into these guys. Um, and see if there is any way to read this case fairly and say, oh, yeah, the, uh, the DOJ is, is right for doing this. Um, you can't start arresting people for what memes they uh, use and their political statements online. Can't do it. Uh, and we, we really need to stand together on that be united by the way united we pledge uh, dot org uh, you can go there now united we pledge dot org and get your tickets for the mercury one american journey experience coming to st george utah it's about 50 percent sold out over a 10-day period uh, and from my understanding is most of the tickets are coming from out of state and all over the country. So people are coming all over the country. Uh, get your tickets now before it's too late. This is a game-changing um, museum. It is something that we hope to have travel across the United States, but this one will decide whether that happens or not. The get Glenn your tickets now. Program.